Blog Talk Radio. Life. Are you growing with it or feeling left out? Either way or in between, you're in the right place today with the host of Change Already, Your Future, Your Choice, Jillian. She's an award-winning author and radio personality. She's warm, she's fuzzy, and she's got an attitude. Good afternoon, people. Um, I have to admit at the moment, I'm having one of those ungrounded days. You know, I talked about it a couple weeks ago. There's days when I'm extremely focused and know exactly where I need to go with the show. And then there's some days where I'm just so ungrounded, meaning my mind is just going in all different directions with what's going on in my life, with what's going on in the world's life, and a combination of the world aspect and America. Well, as we all know by now, the whole incident in Denver, Colorado, outside of Denver, Aurora, has touched all of us in all different ways. And if you were able to listen to the show last week, apparently the second half of my show didn't even broadcast through. So as I was fixing this show up and trying to figure out where I was going to go and what direction, as this show is supposed to be the third week in Fifty Shades of Ego, but how can I bypass and avoid the incident in Aurora and in a bigger picture what's been going on in the world the last couple weeks and months, to be honest with you. When I started talking about it and thinking about the whole Aurora thing, obviously it's a tragedy, so there's not really much you can say about that, and my condolences go out to the people that lost their lives and the people that were left behind was such a horrific event. And, you know, it's one of those things where you just keep watching it because it's very hard to put your brain around something, and more importantly, a person that would get that lost inside a presence of an ego But how apropos that I'm talking about the Fifty Shades of Ego, unfortunately, he's giving us a good example of what I've been trying to talk about in this series. Because if you look at the person, this man, and I won't say his name because I think that's insignificant. Because if you step back and you look at his story, he was on a track by most standards as being a very successful human being. As we know now, he was in neuroscience in college, which of course, when you think about that, that's incredible in and of itself. It becomes a very small group that's involved with that kind of stuff, brain, everything else that goes with it. And from what we can see, it looks like it was a stable family environment. You know, they're from California. They're very, very remorseful about what's going on. So from blush appearances, it looks like this kid was pretty stable and on his way to be successful like many of us. 
But yet, what happened to that human ego part of itself that went terribly wrong? Now, I'm not saying that he's mentally ill. That That's going to become apparent as we go along, right? I mean, we're all starting to pick up the pieces and look backwards, and we're going to see how indications that, that something wasn't right for a very long time. But what I want to look at at this half hour is that human ego part of ourselves that he actually went and adopted a persona of some other character, an ego that he could reenact himself, and he got so warped into it that he assumed this ego type that was beyond any comprehensive thoughts and reality. And this is a very extreme example of the slippery slope of our own human ego. As I've been talking about, and obviously it didn't come through last week, the ego itself, a human ego, is something that we all have to deal with. But how can we adapt it to the place where we don't become as this child as? so disconnected that he went and got this, adopted this bizarre, tragic superego of himself to the place where he actually believed he had become it. Because now we know his words when he said to the police is, I am the Joker. When you're talking about human ego, it is one of those things that gets lost in translation because there's really no rules of how your ego and how it works in the world and how it's supposed to change and evolve as you grow older. As I mentioned last week, the main function of the human ego is survival. But yet, this it transforms itself into a bigger picture of identifying who we are spiritually who we are emotionally, mentally, how our relationships are are created in the world, and, of course, the spiritual aspect. So for ourselves to become a healthy human being with a healthy functioning ego, it is very elusive in there, and it is really 50 shades of something we're not sure it's supposed to be. We obviously have an extreme example in in Aurora of what it never should become. And, of course, there's alcohol and drugs and everything else. I have no idea. I haven't really been following it that much that, that transform it into some crazy idea in your head. But I started out this whole series talking about the author with Fifty Shades of Grey. And maybe she did get it right in there somewhere because in the main character in the book, there's two parts of himself that he lives through each and every day. And isn't that the way we all are? Now, his is an extreme example of control and power and money over people. And then he has this endearing side to himself. And he goes through the challenges of balancing both parts of his past. But I want to take that idea of what I started with last week, but you all didn't hear it, and hopefully it's working this week. I want to talk about how I was able to separate 
the two halves of my ego as well into a more healthy proposition between my spirit ego and my human ego. Now, it's a very simplified way to start looking at yourself and these two halves and how they mold together into making one healthy ego. But at least we can use it as a jumping-off point of reference that can help possibly for you to understand how all of these halves work in your own ego. After the break, I want to talk about those two paths and how we can start rebuilding or even taking an honest look at those halves of ourselves and figuring out which one is weaker, which one is stronger, and how to start building a compromise between the two so you don't get lost like a child in Aurora. We'll be right back after this short break. Looking for more? Welcome back. Here's your host, Jillian, warm and fuzzy with an attitude. talking about the second week slash third week because of the little incident of the last show that I did didn't come through the whole time in a series I'm calling 50 Shades of Ego. I want to talk a little bit more about the incident in Aurora, and I don't want to spend much more time on it, but I want to talk to you about something as we go into these two halves of myself. The two halves of myself, I consider my human ego and my spirit ego. My spiritual ego 
the part of my own intuition I use and fall under that category. I started doing this a couple of years ago just because it got so confusing because if you read everything that's going on nowadays, they always are encouraging people to, to suppress that ego, suppress that ego and break the will of the ego, and then you'll find your own enlightenment. And I have a totally different way of looking at that. I believe that there are parts of our own ego that, of course, have to be tamed and have to be checked in on at all times. But the other part of the story is they also act as a protective covering. Now think about in your own life, it's not easy to live out here. Life is very complicated between relationships and money and finance and sex and relationships and people and everything that we've got going on. Our mind is a very incredible piece of machinery and our spirit side of ourselves, which is the half part of ourselves, the heart, as I proceed to call it. You've got to have both elements clicking with each other or it, it becomes a skew, like the one in Aurora. The reason I'm bringing all this up is because I want to say to you, a couple weeks ago I wrote this blog post on the Trayvon Martin case. And if you go back and listen to the shows at Blog Talk Radio at the archives, look at Under Change Already Under My Name, you can re-listen to those. But I want to bring up a point that I started talking about briefly, and I wrote about it in the blog, is that the energy in the world is very unstable right now. I consider myself a very wise woman, meaning I don't fall on either side of my intellectual self or my intuitive self. You know, I go back and forth when I need it. But I will tell you one thing I talked about in that blog, and I warned everybody that things just don't feel right in my gut. And when things don't feel right in my gut, meaning it just feels like everywhere I go is an uncomfortability. The conversations that I'm having with people, the episodes that are happening out in the world with violence, i.e. the Aurora thing in Florida, blah, blah, blah. It's not feeling so good to me right now. And I'm not saying that any of you have to make changes in your life to avert things that are going on. But the thing that you can do that I think all of us should be doing is living with this gut awareness that people talk about, but yet they don't want to rely on it or they don't want to trust it. This is a part of that spiritual ego that I'm talking about. When you get those kind of things, and when I get those kind of things, you've got to step back. You've got to get out of the world and take a bigger look at the picture of what's going on. Now, I'm not saying that there's going to be more violence and more episodes, but I will tell you, I'm not feeling comfortable right now, and when I don't feel comfortable, I use that as time to be reflective. I step away, I get more into meditation, and I go into the spiritual ego of myself rather than the human ego of myself. When we're talking about those two pieces, and let's go over what I said last week, I consider the human ego and the spirit ego as two separate entities for a lack of better 
understanding, just to separate it and, and put it down into its parts. Now, I'm not saying that either one is overpowering than the other. The human ego part of ourselves is living when we're in the world. We certainly can't avoid going to PTA meetings, going to sports with our kids. We cannot avoid altercations that we have with employees or employers. The part of that is the human ego. You have to feel somewhat good about yourself. This is where human confidence comes from, human awareness, human growth, that idea of constantly seeking greater and better things. For some reason, we've gotten to the idea that we should completely disavow ourselves of that human part of our ego and go completely on spiritual. Remember, we have both intellectual and spiritual lessons that we need to learn here. If we get too top-heavy and completely destroy the human ego of things, you won't get the lesson anyway. So the human part of ourselves is that natural part of living. It's forgiveness of human beings. It's for feeling human love rather than spiritual love. Spiritual love is the part that we all aspire to do. The spiritual ego ourselves holds that platform of ourselves of what we all aspire to become. It's a place of complete etheric thought. It's that part of spiritual forgiveness, spiritual love, spiritual compassion for everyone in the world. Now be honest and say to yourself, which one can you live out of most? I think the majority of us want to become spiritual evolution ego people. But we also have to, are here to experience what human love feels like, what human forgiveness feels like, and what it feels like to have physical respect for another person. If you can't have both of those things, you're not able to fulfill and experience the entire human essence of what it means to be human. We have physical judgment, and then there's spiritual judgment with no judgment whatsoever. We have our human ego, which is choice, and then we have our spiritual ego part of ourselves, which is free choice, or in better terms, no choice. It gets very complicated, but the idea is to understand that we have the ability to do each part of ourselves mutually and exclusively. This is what I'm talking about when I talk about the gray zone. If you've read that book, Fifty Shades of Gray, she does have a dichotomy between the main character and the book itself. He really does want to be a good human being. He really does want to get out of judgment and change his behavior from, to a certain extent, evil to good. But he goes back and forth between these parts of himself that he can't figure out how to balance in the world. And to a certain extent, isn't that what we're all trying to do? But to disembow and break down our human ego, it's a covering that we all use 
so we don't get hurt, so we make good decisions, so we can make a judgment call. There's a judgment call that has to be made all the time, but people don't want to say they're in judgment of things. You have to be in judgment. Is this physically safe for me? Is this not physically safe for me? Is this going to emotionally scar me or not? So the first order of business for all of you is to take a step back and really assess yourself. Do you know the human ego of yourself? And do you know the spiritual ego of yourself? If you're ingrained in either one, in other words, if you completely live your life to become more financially independent, to have better relationships, to get more and collect more people and things, you are what I would call top-heavy on the human ego side. Because, indeed, we all know that will be a shallow victory in the end. But the other part of the story is, if you're completely top-heavy in the spirit world, you make every decision from your gut and intuition. You don't use hardly any of your intellect, and you're just stepping outside of the process rather than engaging in the process of life. That's not good either, because you have to enjoy and relish in both parts of yourself. So take a reflective moment between now and next week and assess where your own ego is. You know, what's crazy about it is when people get to the place where they're no longer going to be on this planet, what are the things they focus on? They focus on the human love they have between people and the spirit love they have for their own relationship with a higher source. If you step back and look at those, both of them are equally of importance in a person's life. The people they'll be left behind, how they feel, the human relationships you have between each other, and also the afterlife, the love you have for your own spiritual connection with whatever higher source you choose to name in your heart. Those are the two components that everybody talks about when they're ready to go home. Why can't we start talking about that in our relationships in our lives before we get to that point? And many of you are starting to do that. We're all starting to collectively look at ourselves and the human ego of ourselves and the spiritual part of our stuff. So for the next week, I want you to step back and look. Are you able to separate out when you need to be in human ego? If you live or work in a corporate situation, you have to have human ego. You have to believe in yourself. You have to believe. You have to make your own physical judgment. That is nothing wrong with that but you have to keep a handle on it. Or are you living spiritually and you're not part of the process at all? So you're just this flighty person that just goes along and keeps somewhat of a detached world in front of you. Keep in mind and think about where you find yourself on the scale this week. 
Next week, I want to talk about this gray zone in particular. One of the things that I've been noticing in this whole genre of what I've been talking about and this unstability that I feel in the universe right now. And this week, I had a chance to sit down with a great master teacher from India, and I asked him that. I asked him if he felt the uncomfortability and the odd behavior and esoteric strangeness that's going on in the universe, is he feeling it on his side of the world? And his comment was, yes, that he too was feeling this combustion that's going on in people's minds and in the world as a whole. There's this thing, area, gray area that people don't talk about, and it's this, there's a large group of people right now that I consider living in this gray zone, and in this case, a gray zone of ego. They fall on the side of light when it's advantageous for them. And then they fall to the dark side, whatever that means in your life, on the darker side of choices and decisions when it's advantageous for them. So they go flip back and forth, flip back and forth. And to a certain extent, you could see that in the Aurora kit. You could see that he was trying to work in this gray zone. But as I'm going to talk about next week, those are the people I'm most concerned about. Because if you think about evil people and things that, you know, domestic violence and abuse, you can see those people. You know when they're bad. You can tell by their behavior and their actions and the way they treat other people in their lives, they're not good people. And you can pretty much tell those that are working very hard to live a civil life within the confines of uh, of boundaries of what's expected to be a good human being. You can see that in people. My biggest concern is the group in the middle that's starting to grow and come out of the woodwork. I'm talking about those people in your life that live right below the danger zone. And they keep themselves under wraps and they don't they don't give a hint to where they're going to be next. Those are the people that live in this gray zone. Those are the people that I'm concerned about. So next week, I want to wrap up the show with talking about these kind of people, a few indicators that you can tell who these people are in your own life. They're very unpredictable, so you don't know where they're going to be. So part of us, we stay around just to see where they're going because they have glimpses of brilliance and glimpses of danger. But the problem with this is that as the world is unstable, this whole energy starts bubbling up to the surface and explodes to a certain extent the way it did in Aurora. Now, that's an extreme example of what I'm talking about. But this is what's happening out in the world as of right now. And I want to tell you and give you tips and thoughts and ideas of how to handle 
all of that and how to pick and choose and how to look at other people in your significant life to see if they're living in this superior, strange, odd, frightening, unstable world of the gray zone. So I will be back next week to talk about that in week three of Fifty Shades of Ego. But between now and then, remember, change is not always difficult, but it is necessary to grow. I will see you next week, the same time, the same place, high noon, Blog Talk Radio, Change Already, with Jillian Moss-Backman. Thanks for joining Jillian today. Don't miss her famous at-home personal enrichment lessons. You can complete them on your own time to accelerate your personal change. They're simple and nothing like you've experienced before. Just like Jillian, warm and fuzzy with an attitude. So change already.